Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes, I have my makeup on. Let's get after it, everybody. This is... I don't know which name I should. I'm, I'm all over the place. Keith Pierce, who's joining yeah. me right now, because Charlie is. I don't know. He's taking a shower in one of his 18 houses, because uh, he's frustrated and sad, just like us, with that performance. Japan beat the U.S. 2-0. There's a lot to break down and get into, of course. But uh, I was going to say, what Thomas Dooley's favorite podcast in soccer? We trust. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of a. Fun, I feel like I've said those names. Maybe, maybe David Wagner uh, could be one we use. Somebody will throw one out for us, but uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us today. Obviously, we got the raw emotion going around this game. Not a great performance from the U.S., so let me just get your initial thoughts, Hollywood Heath Pierce. Um, my only hope from this game is that there was a clear message from Greg Berhalter saying, it's going to be a challenge, but this is the challenge that we want. I want you to keep on playing through the challenge, right? Keep trying to do the things that we want to do implement our game into this game because if it's not if that wasn't the case which i do actually think there was degrees of that right which was we knew we couldn't get behind them we knew we were playing underneath we knew they were trapping us hey jimmy you know what you do in that situation you kick the ball long you follow up underneath it you win second ball we saw that a few times in the second half where it was just like hey because guess what anytime that we tried to trap japan and couldn't they just lump it long win the ball, try to get second balls, move the lines up, and then try to establish themselves further up the field. We didn't do that for large periods. I think in the second half, we did it more. But in the first half, I was like, man, this is really bad. What I will say in terms of a bright, <laughs> in terms of a bright note is that there were a few moments, and dude, this is, I can't believe this is, this is like what I'm calling a positive, where you could see the quality of our players in, in connecting six, seven, eight passes in tight spaces, one uh-huh, touch in, uh-huh. out, out the other side. Now, we didn't get out the other side, but we did break lines of pressure and get up into we the did. attack. But I thought we struggled to go one, two, three, four passes and then but, out the other yeah. side. But um, there was also risks in that because we, we gave the ball away apparently 54 times in our defensive half. Oh, it was horrible. In the first half, which is, which is a record apparently under Greg Berhalter for all you stat geeks out there. One of the things that, that jumped out at me, and I tweeted this out, is that we needed this game. We needed a team that can consistently exploit our vulnerabilities that that force us to actually look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, hey, I don't think we're as good as we think we are. And that's really important to happen before World Cup. If that happens when we're playing against Wales, we're, we're trying to solve problems against Wales in the game and we haven't really worked through that, mm-hmm. that would obviously make me super pissed off. But because yeah. we have this game, we're playing against a very experienced, a very experienced Japan team who has players that are that are about to play in their third or fourth World Cup, I thought that showed. 
I thought that they solved problems. If you look at the start of both halves, we actually came out. I remember Luca De La Torre bombing down, you know, in the first couple minutes of the first half. And you're like, all right, cool. Like he's spinning out of it. He's playing a little bit wide, getting in front of Serginho Des. All right, this is going to look pretty good. You know, Des mm -hmm. getting uh, hit a crossover. All right. And then about 15 minutes in, Japan's like, we got you guys figured out. And we could not unlock them after that. And that's what pisses me off because we talked about it in the pre-show or whatever, our preview, that they need to – okay, plan A isn't working. To your point, plan B, just just dump it into the corner, leave, leave the aesthetics out of it, dump it into the corner, press forward and try to win it and make them be the ones that have to try to play pretty out of everything all the time. And and it's like we were are we either reluctant to do it or we're being told not to do it. And it's super frustrating because sometimes that's the best solution, Heath. And now, yeah, look, I'm, trying I, to stay, I, I'm trying to stay like out of too. the emotion look, a little bit, but I, 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 I don't to. I think I think if anybody thinks that we're going to play like that in the World Cup. And I don't mean the the having a good game or a bad game, because you could you could say that it was about uh, how bad the defenders were passing. But if you're a defender, Jimmy, you and I know that. Like when I looked at Sam Vines and they were like, and and um, Taylor Twelman had said well, he hasn't even passed the half line. I've been right. in games like that. Where am I going to go? Where do I go? Right, right, right. So I drop back deeper and I well, get the ball and I lay it back is, to my is, center back. Yeah, if Gio Reyna's in your in your way, right? Like, yeah. when, where are you supposed? to – There was a couple times not... he tried to just go higher than him and get out of the space to get him more involved. But there wasn't space because never once did we force Japan to be play honestly. We played underneath them all the time, and they just bait and bait and bait mm -hmm, until mm -hmm. you see them go. And they set traps. They for set anybody, traps. for anybody who's arguing about, I hate when national teams run like a club team. Japan is the perfect example that of a national team that is connected to the culture and DNA of the people in their country. That there is a way in which they play. Right? We talked about it in the preview. Technical. Tactical, disciplined. They press together. Discipline. There's not one player arriving or arriving late when they when they press. Right? When we pressed, we were arriving late, and it just takes yeah. one player. And we got to see right. today the speed of the real international game. We can call Concacaf right. the international game. We can call friendlies against Morocco and 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 Uruguay the international game. But that was an example of a completely different type of opponent, a different style of play that was like, you know what? We're going to make these guys work really hard just to get past the first line of pressure. Can I say this really quick? Because I think it's important when we're comparing back to previous friendlies. But we did play against some top competition in Morocco and Uruguay. I don't think Morocco and Uruguay prepared for us. I watched Japan, and they prepared for us. They knew our strengths, they knew our weaknesses, and they knew how to take away anything that we are good at. And, and they did that consistently. And that's what we're going to run into in the World Cup. And that's the difference between what we're seeing at a CONCACAF level. And I know they're preparing for us in, in – you know, for World Cup qualifying and Gold Cups and all that type of stuff, but but not to this degree. And obviously, Japan is so discipline's the great great word for them because they don't they're never defending in ones and twos. Well, this, they're always this, they're always moving this, as a group. And how do you solve that? This this is the thing that I that I that I one of the things I wanted to get to. And look, I know there's a lot of shouts for John Anthony Brooks, Tim Ream, and all these guys who are fantastic on the ball. But I promise you, this is not how we are not planning to play out on goal kicks and every ball back to Matt Turner, who's not great with his feet to our center backs who are not great with their feet. I promise you that ship has sailed. I feel like there was a challenge somewhere in there from Greg Berhalter to try that, to attempt to play through things. Remember when we did the same in the nation's league against Mexico, got punched in the face from a turnover from Mark McKenzie right away. We still tried to play through those things and then eventually moved away from a back three into a back four and you settle into playing a little bit different. We know that we saw in the second half, the moment we started spraying longer diagonal balls or even balls challenging for our, our, our striker up top, the ball comes down, then you can press underneath, and then we're putting them under pressure. 
as opposed to ours. I'm not excusing the performance because I think I don't. No, we I, shouldn't. I can't, Absolutely, I, should not I, I, I can't think of a single player that had a great performance in this game. To Matt be Turner. With you. Yeah, Matt Turner. He he was good. But outside of that, I don't want to hear anybody talking about how good anybody else was because you know, well, Gio Reyna good on the dribble. Brendan Aronson creating things, but they were still the pressure was still getting broken as a team collectively. So sure. there was a lot of positives and negatives to be taken out. But Jimmy, the thing that I was trying to get to when I first started my rant right now was, uh, and 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 lost my train of thought was, the thing that I saw was people from our national team, the players from our national team were trying to show effort through energy, and that energy was not being channeled collectively, right? Like you said, pressing in ones and twos, one pass in, one pass out. Every time uh, every time we pressed, not collectively as a unit, Japan, one guy checked in and goes, well, I know the out. Like you said, they prepared for this. Okay, right. I'm the answer. I'm going to check in late. I'm going to get it. I'm going to hit that uh, triangular ball to, to, the, to a guy. And now we've relieved pressure over and over again. So the response, I think, from the team was uh, good in terms of the energy. But it wasn't good collectively. So it was just wasted. And so guys were trying to prove or show something by saying, turnover, I'm going to press everything right now. And then all of a sudden, one ball, two balls out, or three guys press, and the fourth one doesn't. And boom, boom, boom. You see Japan goes, okay, we know how to solve this. Right, right. No, no, you're right. And and I think what's interesting, and just so everybody knows, we're not going to talk about this game chronologically because I'm, I'm getting some, some things that hit me in the second half that I want to talk about right now. And one of them was the fact that we had made six subs before Japan made one. And that makes sense to me because you have your I-11, you have your identity, you want to make sure that you're working with this specific group of players for as long as you possibly can so they can build those relationships. And we've made six subs and probably are playing guys that might not even play for us in a World Cup. And, and I just feel like that was wasted minutes. Mm-hmm. I, with all due respect to Johnny Cordoso and, and Malik Tillman, they're, they're good players and they've got bright futures and, and all that good stuff. But are we really going to count on them? Are we going to waste minutes on those guys? I'd rather, honestly, I'd rather have Gio Reyna, Weston McKinney suffer a little bit more in this game against Japan and try to solve those problems and have the time to do that than to bring on these other guys that might not even play for us. And, and that was a little frustrating for me. So... What I did like in terms of the, the halftime adjustments, because that's what I was really curious and seeing, and I actually want to get back mm-hmm. to the first half and something you thought. We, we kind of stretched out into a back three. McKenzie started to shift wide when he came on. Walker game a little bit more central. Reggie Cannon, who's playing in a back three system at Boa Vista, feels very comfortable in that area. Mm-hmm. And then Sammy Vines was getting a little bit higher up the field. And I thought that that made Japan have to readjust. Now they've, they eventually figured it out, and mainly because we kept giving them the ball in bad areas, but that's what they're very good at, trapping and, and, and as you said before, baiting into that happening. Now, I'm going to go back to the first half because I, I, I appreciated what you said uh, and, it, and it triggered something for me. I was definitely watching how we were going to react when we were suffering. Mm-hmm. Who's going to step up? You, you and I have both been in those situations. When the team is suffering, who's going to step up and, and get a hold of the ball? Who's going to get the ball? And, and I, Gio Reyna did it. You could tell he was frustrated. He got the ball, and he had to run through like six guys to break Japan's press mm-hmm. and then finally played it wide. You could finally see us move together as a group. And then when the next three or four or five minutes, we were still kind of in their half or in and around their half. And I was like, sweet. All right, we had somebody that took that responsibility. Even if he mm-hmm. gets the ball, and Christian Pulisic's excellent at this, and we missed him today. But, but even if he gets the ball, he's very good at drawing fouls on that half turn, right? And that slows the game down, allows us to move up the field, mm-hmm. and we can get out of those situations so we're not under it the whole time. So, so I was very curious. Uh, outside of a pass or two with Walker Zimmerman, I think it's clear he's our number one center back. I mean, he, he's still – you can tell he wants the leadership. He's good at the leadership stuff. 
I thought his covering was pretty good. His 1v1 defending, for the most part, was pretty good. And we looked a little tired there for that second goal. But the, the Japan deserved a second goal, maybe but, even a but, third. Yeah, but I, I know I, I'm, I'm jumping in. But the reality is, is that if, 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 the, if, the, if the game plan or the task from Greg Berhalter was try to pass through everything, I think that's a failure on the part of Greg Berhalter because we moved on from that. We moved on from that a long time ago. The moment we don't bring a Tim Riemann, the moment we don't bring a John Anthony Brooks, and I think that was a, a failed experience. We know uh, experiment. I know the way that we Greg Berhalter wanted to play because but he would love to play that but way. The way that they did I, with, with Columbus. But didn't but, you, I feel like Japan let our center backs have the ball? Yeah, right? they, they, they gave you the they gave you they gave you that twenty yards. So it's kind of like if I'm Matt Turner, I, of course I'm going to oh, no, pass you, it out. You're going to pass it let, to them. Of course. But what course I'm saying are. is, then, a then lot of those because they cut out everything else. Yeah, and, and you, you and I both know that when any time that teams are just trying to keep you underneath, they look at a Jesus Ferrer, they go, he likes it underneath. They look at both uh, Reyna and Aronson. They both like it underneath, right? We don't have somebody, we don't have a, a that we've talked about with Timothy Weah that wants to stretch vertically. We don't have that. Now, we have guys who are willing to, to, to do those runs and create those runs. And like you said, early on, De La Torre, it was a pass into, um, I think it was McKinney. It was like two yeah, like one-touch passes. Yeah. And, then, and then there was that little diagonal run from De La Torre, and we broke pressure through very quick movements and players interchanging positions. I think that that was also an issue for me today is that we played straight up. There was no fluidity right, to the right, way in right, which right. players were yeah. in and out of certain positions, yeah. switching sides, moving in and out of spots. Like if you're a well, six, we couldn't control the ball. So yeah. uh, it was not even time to do that. Exactly. Yeah, so it. then if you're Japan, you're not having to go like, shoot, do I, do I grab him or do I grab him? You're just going, Oh, you're just going to stand in front of me the whole time. Oh, thank you. You know, oh, you're the six. You're going to stay in the six spot. You're the eight. You're going to stay in the eight spot. I just got to follow you and know that when it's time to collapse, you guys are in the same spots as you've been the entire game. Right. Not, I don't right. have to make any tough decisions. And you know, Jimmy, as a center back, right? When when you have a player checking in behind and a player underneath, right? When they had two strikers uh, at, at periods. When you have these types of fluid moments where you're having to make real-time decisions constantly, right? Which is like, this guy's going to check off the shoulder. So now I've either got to give him to Tyler Adams or now I've got to stick with the center, uh, the center forward. Like those types of things, forcing players to have to make mm -hmm. tough decisions is what we needed. And I thought in the second half, we were more fluid in our movements. Guys checking in uh, into spots with timing. Again, I don't think our second half team was, was, was good. I thought we had a poor game. Um, I thought we had a poor plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, we started to solve some of those things. Like you said, switching to a back three, finding where those gaps were, playing a little more direct at times. There was a moment. Well, so we, we tried to solve something. I, yeah. I at least appreciated that. Now, I do think that Greg got out coached. We probably should have started there. Uh, and and what, whatever he told the team, it wasn't working. And, and our in-game management, not only that this isn't on Greg, but also the players, to, to it's, it's, you do have to hit that long ball at times. And it felt like when we did, if Walker ever hit it, because we didn't really do it on Aaron Long's side, and I don't really like Aaron Long on the left-sided center back position because he he's not. I, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have a I have a take on that as well. Um, okay, okay, but he doesn't like. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, once he made that first bad pass, thirty seconds in, you could tell he didn't want the ball. The rest. Mark of the McKenzie game, but, almost always took his first touch forward, right? And that was yeah, something right. that I saw when our center backs were getting the ball, including Sam Vines. Yeah, they were killing the ball on their first touch and then playing it square. Killing right. the ball and playing it square. Right. When you looked at which what invites, Mark McKenzie which invites was pressure. doing, invites pressure. And Mark yeah. McKenzie was playing primarily with his left foot, even though he's right-footed. But his first touch was forward, right? And the moment you take a touch forward, yes, that initiates the, the, the pressure. But what it does is it gives you five more yards on the field to where they don't get to set up, right? It, yeah, it yeah, initiates yeah. that first guy to where sure. now it starts the cadence of the, your team movement. But if your square balls always... Your six doesn't know when to check in. Your eight doesn't know when to check back. 
So the moment you initiate that first touch forward and you initiate that pressure, yes, it sets in motion that now we're going to well, have to make some passes, but yes. it, it forces on the your front, midfield put, to start moving. Yes, I, I started to jump in, but I wanted to kind of piggyback. It, it puts the team on the front foot. And it puts yeah. Japan on the back foot. So I just kind of wanted to. Yeah, yeah. E because that, 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 that movement, it's a risk, right? And I remember playing center back. It is a risk because if your team's not set up to now check into the right spaces, you're trapped as a center back and you're in trouble, right? But because he takes that first step forward, you're now uh, left, well, it was left winger, is higher up the field. Right. And if you're playing left footed, you have that kind of curling angle ball that you can play them. If you're playing right footed and at a standstill, like we saw with Aaron Long, that angle is very tight, which means Sam Vines has to come further and further back, which means they trap you even more. That's an uh, isolated. It's a special example uh, for sure. But the moment we were starting to take touches forward and initiate them, they had to play more honestly. The moment I, I saw one moment also where we hit just a long diagonal ball, crap ball. Walker Zimmerman's not a good 40, 50 yard passer on, on, on a laser. But he was lumping these balls up. And I saw Josh Sargent. It wasn't on him. But the moment that they hit it, he just took off to press. And mm -hmm. then it went one touch, two touches. And they lumped so, the ball out of bounds for a throw in, in our attacking half. And while that's ugly and it's not fun and it's not attractive, it immediately put them under uh, them on the defense. And it was right. just a little detail to me that I was like, before. yeah, keep them well, on. So, so, so when I to finish my thought before, and I cut myself off, it wasn't you. But, but – when Walker made the decision to hit a long ball in the first half, you had Serginho Des hugging the sideline. You had Aronson checking in. You had Tyler checking in. You had everybody checking in. He hits the long ball. And now, with, with some fairness to Ferreira, he's by himself and isolated. There's just nowhere for him to get it. Or Aronson did make the run, but it was still – he initially had checked in, and now he's kind of chasing it. And we never really made them suffer, really turned them around. And we did a better job of that in the second half, to your point. And, and it makes me wonder – when I think about this, and maybe I've talked about this before, but what I loved about the old Manchester United teams under Sir Alex Ferguson, there was clearly a thought and a passing pattern in place. So say you're, you're I'm going to use Gary Neville or, or even one of the center backs, Rio Ferdinand. If he can't get it out to Gary Neville at right back, or if he can't find David Beckham at right mid, Beckham's doing enough to make sure that he's high enough that he engages the left back of the other team. And when that, that, Left back steps in and steps up to David Beckham. Now you have a pocket of space behind the left back and in front of the center back. They would just drop these little teardrop long balls and it'd become a 50-50 between the striker, in this case, Wayne Rooney, Ruben Nistelroy, whoever. And, and even if the defender got it, you've been in that position before where you're like, okay, I got this, but now I'm running towards my own goal. I got to just lump it out of bounds and you move the team forward or you try to lump it forward, United would win it and they played from there and everybody's like, oh, this is great. But it was really thoughtful and strategic. It's not that hard to implement. You don't have to be a club team to, to work on these types of things. Now, if the left back doesn't come to the Beckham or, or, then, or Phil Neville or whoever's playing right back, you, you just play it out to him quickly. And there was a time where Walker did that to Dest and Dest had time and it was great and it worked out fine. But if that's not on, then you have to figure out that next tier, yeah. the next layer of it. And I don't think we find that quick enough, or, or at least collectively, we don't think that. Because like, Walker's, Walker's made an individual decision, I'm going to hit a long ball, and the rest of the team isn't set. Yeah. And that just shows me that we're not organized when we can't possess through midfield. And Japan's like, we're just going to sit six guys in this area, and it's going to be really hard for us to play through. And we tried to do it. Sometimes it worked to great effect, and then sometimes it didn't. Yeah. And if we, don't, if we don't punish them when it does work, we're going to be losing more games than winning. I, 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 I know we're going to spend the next 40 or so minutes um, probably on the defensive and on the negative for this team. Was there anything no. that came out of this game on the positive? Yes. I think the positive for me was that, to borrow the Mike Tyson quote, 
everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And I think we got punched in the face today. I also tweeted out that it was men versus boys. So how do you solve these problems? I, I addressed it as like, okay, we struggled in the first half. We had a halftime to sort it out. We did a couple things and that worked a little bit. But now Greg's going to have to go back and his coaching staff, <laughs> that sucks. And, and I'm glad that happened before the World Cup started because that would be an absolute disaster if it happened when when everybody was watching in the, in the biggest competition. So, so this, this they felt need, like they, a much this this game. So that's a positive. Did not feel like young. a yeah. This game did not feel like a friendly. This game felt like there was points on the line and the way and, Japan and it, approached it. Felt it felt like Japan. Right? Yeah, exactly right. Like How Morocco, to Uruguay. That felt like a, that felt like an international friendly, right? right. Changes, fluidity. They right. didn't even start their best team. Japan put out their team with a game plan. Like they, right. they were trying to get something out of this as if there was something on the line. And I think that was the first indicator of, like you said, we got punched in the face and it, we, we couldn't figure it out in real time. It got a little bit better in the second half. Yes. There's still the, the question of like Ferreira getting his chance at the very beginning. Does that change things? I don't know. I still think I'm, I'm happy that this team got punched in the face the way that Same. they did because, because that's, that's a, it that's is a, overall. it is a, it is a piece of humble pie. They're going yeah. to have to react from, right? Because yeah. we do, we do, we do constantly talk about how good our team is and how where our players play and things like that. Japan has good players too, but more than anything, Japan's a good team. And they if you don't think team. that everybody that's in World Cup is a good team at a minimum, plus the good players, you are out of your mind, and you will find yourself three and out in a World Cup because they, Japan, will do the exact same thing against everyone in the World Cup, and Japan traditionally do really well because they are they fight like hell they're organized and they're not going to yeah. give you anything for free and we then have to be able to say okay japan is quote unquote the better team today where are we going to get our chances from jimmy you and right. i spent half of our careers on the national team playing against teams that were better than us right mm -hmm. maybe even more um you know you go outside to concaf on anyone you know uh it, it, they are technically better than us players playing at bigger clubs whatever and we have to have a game plan as to how we break them down how we beat them the number of times that I won in the national team where, again, you're left like uh, with a little bit left to be desired in terms of how you played and things that you want to do versus getting a result, a number of times, a number of times. And so we have to be able to figure out it's not working for us. Yes, they're letting our center backs have the ball. One, why didn't we think that would be the case? Of course they are, especially if they're going to press. Where do you think they're going to press? The people yeah, who are not yeah, best yeah. on the ball, the force uh, turnovers. So then where's the answer, right? Where's the solution? Hey, guys, if we're getting pinned back over and over again, Let's just lump it long a few times, push our lines up, scrap for second balls, win, win the battle in the middle part of the field, reestablish and try something different. And I, and I think it took far too long to do that. And I don't know. It's, it's uh, yeah. I, I, also, I also think in, in some ways it speaks to the players that we were missing, not mm -hmm. having Pulisic. I, I would love to have seen how he would have impacted this game. Not to say well, he would have made much we might of a not, difference. We might not have those guys, you know? Well, that's true. Musa, Musa, it would have been nice to see him because he's very good at getting the ball in tight spaces and breaking lines, especially when he's running with it. And his confidence is obviously sky high. Currently, Wea would have been nice to see him maybe being that one in the first half in particular that could have stretched the field. You know, we, we saw glimpses of what Gio can do. Uh, obviously, that, that ball that he set to release Serginho Des for the cross was unbelievable. And, and uh, more of that, please. I think what's interesting for me is you have some more decisions that need to be made. I don't think Aaron Long's the guy. I didn't think that before the game. I don't think it after it. Yep. And okay, you got to solve that problem. Especially, especially, if a team's especially Aaron him, Long. If yeah, they're going to make I, him have to play as a traditional left center back. Absolutely we're in, in trouble. 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 Absolutely in trouble. Because Obviously, I don't Anthony, think, I, I, I already Robinson think. would have been different. 
Yeah, you know? I already think both of them aren't great passers. I don't think they're good passers. I think they're good defenders. I think Aaron Long's athletic. You saw a couple times his recovery speed. But the moment they've got to make decisions under pressure, under duress, and be good passers, if that's our game plan, I thought, like, I truly thought Zimmerman and Long worked because that wasn't our game plan anymore. Right, In World right. Cup qualifying, we right. stopped doing that. If John, right. if that's your game plan, John, like, sit back on your back line. Let John Anthony Brooks spray the ball around the field. Let Tim Ream, who's a good passer and, and, and solid defender in, in deep spaces, do that on the field. I thought we moved on from that. And I thought that was a growth moment for this it, national team to say, yeah. it's not going to be what – believe me, Greg Berhalter wants to play beautiful football. That's what he always has done at the club level. He wants to play through his center backs. But we don't have that. And if that's the thing, we are in big, big trouble. Yeah, it just felt in some ways overall – this isn't isolated to our center backs, but just that we were naive, that, that we, it's, we didn't recognize the Japanese, the, the Japanese were setting traps – and and like oh we'll, we'll play it into that spot again. It, it'll but Jimmy, work the out. press conferences were all about were That's all fine. about the, the the press conferences were literally all about they're going to press us. Well, where do you think the press happens? Yeah, on top yeah. of their box. Yeah, well, I think they thought that maybe we'd get pressed. I don't think they. I don't think we were prepared for our center backs not to get pressed. I mean, they got pressed a little bit, right? That Japan would come in and kind of shape it to one side, but yeah. They, they, they would let us have that first touch without pressure and then try to sit on our second touch, which is uh, exactly the right way to do. And, and I'm pissed. I hope Wales, England, and Iran were not watching that game. <laughs> they were, they weren't, Jimmy. <laughs> they, weren't, they were busy. They were, busy. <laughs> they were one of the 3,000 people uh, at, at the game today. I don't know why we were playing there on a shitty field, but you know what? Japan had to play on it too. So and that, I, there, there, were a few, there were a few times that we played through one, two touches, right? But to do that... You have to be the best in the world to do that over and over and over again. Occasionally, you got to lump it to the corner, have one of your young players chase it, and get down. That's the one and thing move, we have. Move, We've got everybody's got to move together. We've yeah, got yeah. energy. Like everybody pushes up, move together, put them under pressure, force them to have to make those types of mistakes. You know, when we got in those positions, when we had the ball high up the field and in those corners, like that's where we started to win it in good spots again. But how are we ever going to be? We're a good high pressing team. But how are we ever going to high press if we never get the ball high up the field? Right, 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 right. So, so this this leads to the next question. So I, I watched how long it took Jesus Ferreira to get a touch in the first half, and it took seven, six or seven minutes. Josh Sargent comes in, and I know second half Japan might sit back a little bit more because they're in the lead, they're in control. We have to chase it a little bit. He touches it within the first minute, and and just feels a little bit more busy than Ferreira. So I. I I know we're going to have a special preview for Saudi Arabia. That game's on Tuesday. But I wonder now, you have 90 more minutes. We had 90 more minutes, man. We got 90 more minutes. And it still makes me a little bit frustrated that we are tinkering, that we're still trying, guys. And that's why I really, I really appreciated Japan's, like, not making any subs for the first 60, 70 minutes because – they had their 11. They knew how they wanted to move. And they're, they're, they're fine-tuning for the yeah. World Cup. Yeah, we're that was still their plan. tinkering. You see their plan, yeah. And that frustrates me. No, and, we're and testing. That's... We're not even tinkering. We're testing. Yeah, they, okay. might be, they might be tinkering, right? Yeah, they're tinkering. We're, we're, okay, fine, we're fine, still fine. trying to – and I, I, wanted to, I wanted to answer uh, a, a comment that we just had a, a second ago from Daniel Pinto that says, Heath, why are you saying that you have to be the best in the world to string passes? I don't think you have to be the best in the world to string passes. But if you're playing against a Japan team, that is that organized. You have to be the best in the world to break that through passing every single time. Otherwise, you have to find other ways to make Japan play honestly. They are like just because they press collectively together and they were closing off the middle of the field doesn't that means they're exposed in other places. And we have to be able to find those or force them backwards and do other things that make Japan go, guys, 
we keep on pressing into the space. We keep on overcommitting, and they keep on breaking it. That's when you as a team start to go, man, if I'm a, if I'm a striker or if I'm somebody, I stop, it just takes me one time to not, to not do it again because I'm frustrated that this isn't working. When they were passing through us and connecting passes, we weren't arriving on time. We well, were not because a lot of it, a lot of it, we were turning the ball over in bad areas. So, yeah. so, and then, then one guy goes to the press, and it's not a collective right. press, and it's one, two passes, and they're right. out. Japan are plenty right. good enough to do that. They've got a yeah. quality and players, they, and, and they kept that understand and the system. What's interesting is, that especially in the first half, they were exploiting that space in front of our back four, which means Tyler was the one that was trying to go win the ball by himself, which he does have a tendency of doing, but he can't play the same way, Tyler, that he does for Leeds, that he does plays for the U.S. He has to sit a little bit more because we're going to get absolutely run through if those passing lanes or that area in front of the back four is wide open because Japan showed that. So there's a lot of little things I think we could probably Well, again, there's, there was the, 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 the compound effect is, mm -hmm. is what we had in here, which was uh, Def Kiss 83 says, hey, Jesus was a, was a damn de defensive midfielder during the first half. That is the <laughs> compound. That's the compound effect of this, though, which is bad turnovers after bad turnovers. They collapse more. Yeah. They sit on you more. And we keep trying to do the same thing over and over again to the point where by the time we actually do get the ball with an opportunity to play out, where are your options? Jesus Ferreira is sitting on top of your box. And then they've really got you where they want you, which is like, oh, we've already got seven players around the ball. Mm -hmm, They're already mm -hmm. pulled all the way back. We've won this battle. We just got to keep on doing this to them. And we didn't have the ability to either answer the problem, say Jesus Ferreira, stay up, or one, two, three times before in possession, solve that problem, which means we were all sitting deeper and deeper and then teams that press on you, they just continue to lean on you. And you can't get out of it. We know what it's like. I know what it's like in those situations. You get the ball. You put your head up when you're a defender, and there's nobody there to pass it to. Mm -hmm, if you're a mm -hmm. midfielder, you get the ball. You're on the dribble. You're looking around and going, you, where you are have, my teammates? And you have 0.2 seconds to make that yeah. decision. Uh, to Def Kiss's thing, he says, you know, read the game. We were better in the second half. We better be better in the second half. We just saw what, what happened in the first half. If we don't make adjustments to be better in the second half, then we got much, much bigger problems mm -hmm. that, that are bigger than our players and and – goes back to our coaching staff which you know is obviously up for discussion in terms of what they could be doing better as well so it kind of leads into who do you go with you know for, for me I'd kind of want to see Sargent against Saudi Arabia I, I like that he brings that a little bit of depth to that uh, because Ferreira likes to check back in I'm a Ferreira fan and obviously he had that header that on another day maybe he scores I mean I thought he did a pretty good job when I watched the replay of pulling away from his the center back to create some space he just needed to maybe back up another step that happens you know but but those are the half those are the half chances we're going to get Heath in in a yeah. world cup and, and if we don't finish those especially when Japan hadn't figured us out yet then then they're going to be we're going to we could be in for some really long games now i did find a silver lining well well what we're 30 minutes into this now and i'm kind of hopeful now that wales and england and iran were at that game cuz they definitely think they're going to beat us now and i want them to be as arrogant as possible so we can go in there and and give them a little sucker punch but uh that's my only silver lining i can find <laughs> I, I, I'm also, I, I know I'm, I'm also getting attacked on the internet for, for like predicting what Greg Berhalter would do. And then when Greg Berhalter did what he did, I'm being blamed for it as if it's been like my dream all along. You, and that like, told, ML, yeah. like, I, that like, that, like I, I, that, that I'm like to the death MLS, uh, stand for, for players. Look, I thought our center backs had a horrible game. I thought Sam Vines didn't do well in the first half. I thought he had a he had a bad first half. Nobody I mean, had a good everybody, game. Only, 
had, only, had Matt a bad first half. only Matt Turner had a good game, man. And, yeah. and that's because we, we made him look good because we gave up so many chances. It's like Timmy but, Howard against Belgium in the World Cup yeah. in 2014. Tyler Adams had bad turnovers. Weston McKinney had bad turnovers. Everybody. All, all of our defenders Brendan, had Brendan, bad turnovers. Bad spots. Or, you know, bad, or if we did turn know. like that next pass, we would miss that next we pass. We had 52 or whatever it was, 57 turnovers in the first half. I don't in think our own half. Yeah, in our own yeah. half. Yeah, like that's a, that is a bad game that's from bad, everybody. And I think Greg Berhalter blew it today. I think he blew it because you've lost 90 minutes. Now, maybe that helps him to better understand what he what he can't do and can do, but I feel like he blew it today in terms of what we could have. There's a number of things you can get out of this, right? It was clear what well, Japan then, wanted listen, to get out of this. Well, listen, we, we, he only blew it if you don't take something from this loss. Like if if you don't turn this into, you know, and this might be too idealistic, but if you don't yeah. if you don't make this a growth mindset opportunity and and you actually get better from getting your ass kicked, then yes, it, it, he blew it. But I think there's still some value in this happening, as we've already mentioned before. Yeah, That's all I, I wanted agree. to say. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take our first and only break, and when we come back, we're gonna have the one and only Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies join us. Our resident number nine is gonna get into the number nine conversation. So do not go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Trashcan Conrad alongside Hollywood Heath Pierce for the first 30 minutes of the show. And now we've got Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, who's like complaining in our little private chat. Like, why don't you bring me on? We had to get to our I'm break. I'm freaking waiting here. God. Okay. All right. All right. We knew that you were busy, uh, I don't know, on one of your yachts or in one of your bathrooms. What do you do when you're frustrated after a U.S. game, Charlie? That's what we want to know. I was actually watching the game with Michael Parkhurst, uh, a former guest of the show. Yes. Uh, and and Andrew Weeby. We're, we're just watching the game and having fun. Fr- frustration. <laughs> frustration comes to mind. Okay. So so give us your your thoughts. What, what were your initial thoughts of the game and and – and, and then kind of give us a button of it of, you know, now that you've had, I don't know, maybe an hour or 30 minutes to sit through it or sit with your thoughts, you know, wh- where are you at now? I'm disappointed. We, we all want the Charlie rant. Yeah. Give, give us I rant. am disappointed. <laughs> you want to get you. I'm going to give you my rant. I'm going to be just raw and real. And we're talking, I, how much stock do we ever really put in friendlies? Right. But this is a friendly that matters. There's only one more before the World Cup, real friendly. So I don't want to hear any excuses of, oh, you know, they've been away for a long time. We have guys. No, this is a World Cup. This is this is supposed to be a simulation of a group state match. And oh, if, it was. if this was the World <laughs> Cup, we were getting smoked. We are absolutely getting trashed. Horrible. In the first half, you want to talk about players and 
how many people were talking about Aaron Long? And I, I don't want to go at players. I, I'm not having to go at players. But <laughs> Aaron such Long. A preface. Aaron I don't want to say anything about Aaron Long, but Aaron Long is trash. Is that where you want to go? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, but how many giveaways? Because we are not playing to their strengths. We want we want to talk about building out of the back all the time. How poor was that building out of the back? That's not our strengths. We don't have center backs. We don't have Tiago uh, being able to build out of the back. We don't have Virgil van Dyke. We don't have these players. So let's p- get them high, get the ball off their feet, even skip them. I, I don't want to see us building <laughs> out of the back because Greg Berhalter said, do not give the ball to our center backs. Do not. <laughs> if you see the Matt Turner, Kick it long, move long, up. Long, long, <laughs> get, get everyone up and then win the second ball and then play because that's yeah. when we were at our best. We, I fully agree. We, we're yeah, watching. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, are we still playing out of the back? Stop it. I, I Stop know. It. Though that's so, the thing. That, yeah, yes. That's what bothers me. No, no, no. And, and, I just want to jump in because we didn't think adjust. That's Greg, or Why didn't we do that? Do you think that's Greg saying try? Because we haven't – we have we decided – and, Charlie, before you came yeah. on, we were talking about how we decided a long time ago that that would not be our thing as a national team because if it was, then those would not be your center backs. If you want guys that are, if you want their primary strength to be playing out of the back, <sighs> get them off the field because we got much better passers in our national team pool. But we established that these guys brought other strengths to the table. Therefore, get them off the field. If, if you're going to try to play through it, get them off the field. So this had to be some sort of mandate of like playing through. Again, I know the press, they were trapping us. They were playing us. They wanted our center backs to play. Yeah. But us just trying to play underneath constantly was just so predictable that you go, man. Who, there who was did no this? Was creativity. it Greg? Was it zero, them? Zero creativity. So predictable that Japan, we talked about it, they are tactically so sound, organized. They said, okay, U.S. wants to play this way. Beautiful. Come, <laughs> come. We're going to allow Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman to try and make the game. Yeah, and as yeah. soon as they play that one next ball, we're, we are going to absolutely suffocate them. And they're still going to try and play out. They're not going to play long because we're naive. Oh, that's my our, our inexperience. For me, this is the first time in a long time because this did happen before where our inexperience showed and and our lack of adaptability and being able to change on the fly. Like, hey boys, this isn't working. Let's figure this out. Like in game management, whether that comes from Greg, whether that comes from the players. Now, I think Greg could have helped there because he could have screamed to everybody and they could have heard him because the, the stadium wasn't full. Anybody could have done that, Jimmy. Anybody could have just I, said, well, I, "Put the I, ball I, down, all of you. Go stand up at the half line. I'm going <laughs> to kick it up there. We're going to battle for those things, and we're going to stop this right now." Even if they said, "Do it over and over again. Keep trying. Keep trying to play. Keep trying to play." Even if they said that, challenge yourself against the press. At a certain point, you go, "Yo, this ain't working. This isn't, yes, this isn't working. We need another plan." Right. And, and, well, and why, why isn't and that me, talked about though? Why isn't that, that, that should well, be automatic. Well, dude. Why, well, why are we waiting until 90 minutes now before the world cup starts to solve this kind of shit? It drives me insane. Yes. And let me get into the attacking half. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even getting started yet. Cause that, now <laughs> I'm about to get ticked off. We're talking about Gio Reyna, who is of, of the players on the pitch, the best dribbler, the best one V one player who is now, isolated if you're playing on the left and he comes inside sam vines was scared to get in the attack so he he didn't even look like he was comfortable playing right so you bring gio rana in luca della torre was so slow laterally because you're asking him to cover ground which is not his strength you have to be in possession for luca della torre to be good we were not in possession because we're giving the ball away before we even got to the midfield and if it did get to the midfield we're asking weston mckinney to be a to be the creative attacking midfielder when he is more of a 
aerial duel guy, breaking up plays guy, yeah, uh, arri- the, set piece yeah, guy. Arriving late, arriving late. Not, not, not somebody who's dribbling and making the game. That's not what, where his strengths are. That's what why Juve love him because he's just breaking up plays. Get it off his foot. Done. He's not doing anything else. And then he'll arrive arrive late. Do you feel like do you feel like when he wears the US shirt, and we saw this with Christian, that he feels like he's gotta do that because maybe some of the he doesn't feel like some of the other players are capable. They probably asked him to do that because okay. you have no Christian Pulisic, you have no attacking midfielder. You have hey, no but Charlie, Musa. even if we had even if we had Christian Pulisic today, Christian Pulisic would have done the same thing as Giorena did. Come back deeper, trying to help the team. Get the ball deeper, get the ball deeper. Yeah, he would have broken the press on the dribble. But Christian Pulisic ain't, ain't making that run over the top that stretches these defenses. This was as simple as well, – I, I, I said this again uh, before you were on the show, Charlie. There was a start in the second half. We just lumped the ball forward. Josh Sargent turned around and just chased the ball to the defender, put him under pressure. He made one pass. The next guy kicked it out of bounds. Now we had the ball in the throw in like three quarters up the field for us to be in a decent spot. Now, yep. do you want to do that forever? No. But when you need to do that and stretch them and force them to be honestly, yes. to play honestly and just move your team up in a, in a different position on the field, it worked. It was horribly ugly. I get that. But it worked. And it worked because literally just lumped the ball into the corner. They pressed them. We got the ball back in a good spot as opposed to just doing the same thing we always did and getting what we always got. Yes. And if we're going to play this way, I just see what Christopher Walken said. Then, yeah, Tim Ream should be on this team. Yeah, Tim right. Ream is the, the most Brooks. gifted player on the center back on the ball. He's slow as hell. No, slow John as Anthony shit. Brooks can but move the ball I'm, and pass the ball and break lines better than yes. anybody I've seen in our national team history in terms of his passing through lines. Then, then, then they should be on the uh, on the team if that if that's what we're going to do. But, fully agree. Uh, if in terms of one v one, how many times did we see our player get the ball face up a Japan defender one v one create something? None. Once, no, maybe? No, and that was Brent Aronson who who got the mm-hmm. shot off. Um, Geo Geo had a good action in the first half. No, he, but that, that was, was side to side. That wasn't one v one in the. No, but he got third. he got into the attacking third and crossed it. And it got cleared, and then De La Torre did something similar. Listen, it's all early in the game when Japan hadn't figured could, this out you could yet. Count it, you could count it on one hand. Sure. Oh, you can. You definitely count it on one hand. But I, I don't want to say it didn't happen when yeah. I saw it once or okay. twice. And, and, again, and, both and, of those final actions, though, were crosses that were not good, where we're low yep. on the ground, mm-hmm. and, and Japan easily cleared it. So it wasn't like they turned into something too, too dangerous. But but uh, it, what I find really interesting is, are we set up to play a 4-3-3 with, with the best collection of guys? I mean... Not not what, today. I can tell you I, that. I... I, I If Yunus Musa is on the pitch, it makes a big difference. If you have Timo Weah, it makes a big difference. I'm not so sure Anthony Robinson makes a big difference because in this game, uh, the center backs were giving the ball left and right. And so it was. Yeah, right, right, right. And and they did a good job of keeping us pinned in the left back spot. Those semi vines did look a little nervous. I would say this, though, for all the people, all the the people who watch this show, they're always talking about Jordan P. Folk, scoring goals. We talk about it. Sergino Dest gets in the position that you want him in. He plays that cross. You talk about setting the tone early. That goal where Jesus Ferreira absolutely gets all of it and heads it over. Mm-hmm. He, I had a text message saying, oh, it, he, it was over him and he's too short. No, it wasn't over him. It's about timing. What are you talking about? He does a great job. I heard you talk about it, pulling yeah. off the defender. Great. But the timing was not there. You can't jump off your right. ba- off the back foot right. and expect to, to get on top of the ball. Now, if we had Jordan Pifok in there, I know he wouldn't start in this game. Even if he was called in the camp, he's not starting in this game. Mm-hmm. But having a striker who is capable of being dominant in the air and putting that header on target, I don't care if it's saved, but put it on target, then, then we're like, okay, I can live with that. 
But right. Jesus Ferreira, I know he's informed the MLS. I know he's done a, a relatively good job playing in this system. But you got to finish your chances. I don't care. This is match after match after match. We talk I think about Ricardo that. Pepe would finish that. <laughs> There's our Pepe stand. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, well, humor I mean, me. Humor me here because we did play a three in the back against Mexico in the Nations League final. Okay, and I know that that is going to look or be frowned upon because McKenzie ended up making a mistake there and then they scored an early goal and it's like, all right, well, this system doesn't work anymore. But sometimes I wonder, because if you can have desks higher up the field at that left, you know, the right wing spot and you have Anthony Robinson in that left wing back spot and then you have three center backs. Now you have to sacrifice somebody in the middle to make this happen. Three and center backs. Yeah, but but, we, but we, are, we aren't good with two. You want to go three? Well, three no, gives us well, more stability though because then it, you don't have to get desks and Anthony don't have to do as much work. I, I'm just throwing this out I, there. I, listen, about it because I, 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 I like that from a stability standpoint. The problem is, and I tried to argue this yesterday and somebody just beat me down with it with really good points, which was you got to take one of your best players off the field. No, I get US, it. The U.S. men's national team's best Capability is the players we have in an attack, right? So you who are you, who are you, who are you going to sacrifice? Musa yeah. McKinney Adams, right? And then if you had Serginho Dest and and Robinson higher up the field to get your three center backs on the field, who are you taking out? Because you can't have Reyna, you can't have Aronson, you can't have um uh we have to take out one of those guys and, anyway, and, and and you can't have um and uh Christian Pulisic. So you're already we're already sacrificing two of our four best players because we can't find them. In a in a four four two or four three three, uh, sorry, a four three three. So if you go to a back three, we're sacrificing another one I of those it. players to I get, get them it. on the field. I yeah, get, can't I get do it. it. Can't do no, it. No, I don't think you can do it either. But I think, it, given that our current center backs that are in our pool, if you just had three of those guys, we saw it in the back three today <laughs> in the second half. We need Charlie's did, it, fourteen players on the field. Well, we do. We, we can play that, with a back that, three if we are allowed to play with thirteen. We need on the field, that like Todd Bowling four four three at Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I just think, or or there has to be a, a more of an emphasis on. Oh gosh, today was painful. Uh, it was it painful. Was, but, it was but painful. I, we needed it. We needed it, Charlie. That's. I tweeted it out. I said it earlier. We needed to get slapped in the face before the World Cup started. What we do you did. mean? By, I, I get. I get the. We needed it from your perspective of saying a hey, things aren't working and let's slap us to put put things in perspective but i would have said we needed a dominant performance a, a performance where you're saying we we have an sure, identity then, then we, we know how to how to course, exploit teams course, like japan of course, of course. i'd rather that than saying hey we suck actually with with well, this ta with these tactics, can, can can we have? I think we can have it both ways because we got another game against Saudi Arabia. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully it's what you. If what I went down the line, if I went down the line of every single player right now, you'd be like, nope, good day, bad day, nope, nope, uh, uh, nope. Uh, Matt Turner, Matt was Turner, the only yeah. one with a good day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not it. That's never. Day. That's what it was against Belgium. We found ourselves loss. out of a World Cup, you know, <laughs> yeah. because the man who had the good day was the one that kept us in it long enough just to end up losing, you know um we but yeah it's 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 i feel like this is more detriment than it is benefit i know it's a learning experience i i like jimmy's perspective of trying to take something out of this which is a wake-up call but it felt like there was a lot of things wrong from the tactics to the ideas to the execution of those things to oh. then the willingness you know how many times that you go on the, on the field and you make a plan all week long in your club team right and then you go down a you go down a goal and a man that ten minutes in and you go oh man we better do something different or you're equal and you give up a goal early on you go yeah this ain't gonna work we're gonna need a few players that come in and bring the team together in a tough moment and say hey just lump the ball into the corner let's play scrap we can go back to playing in the back we'll do we'll, we'll do that in ten minutes but for the next ten minutes lump that yeah. ball into the corner let's yeah. fight let's earn the right to play in here and then once we make them a little bit nervous keep them a little bit honest then 
put the ball it, in the center back. It, it was so it bad. Was. My mom was texting me. Do you think it's just? The, <laughs> do you think it's just the jet lag? Yeah, it's the pitch. That's how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. It's. Well, I guess the next step of of my silver lining of of learning from this is that Jimmy's silver like, linings playbook. I am. I am one thousand percent. Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying to get something out of this. But but the next kind of the t- if I had a, a tweet that added to that that took that kind of conversation, the next step would be this is really too late for us to have wake up calls. We we uh, are yeah. too far yeah, into this. Yeah, and that's what's most frustrating. That's what Heath was all fired up before Charlie was that why are we trying to pass out of the back now when we've already established that we're not good at it, especially with our current crop of center backs. Now, you know, as we've, as we've discussed before. I so. thought we were bad at breaking down a low block. I thought that was the main focus. So yeah, because same. you know why? We were happy to get the ball up into nope. the t- attacking third <laughs> and deal with that. We, I did not think we were even discussing or needing to talk about whether or not our style of play was built out of the back. Like that to me was, that's been, that's been gone since qualifying started. <laughs> yeah. Like gone. Like yeah. I go, gone nope. based on just pure personnel decisions. You decided instead of good footballers, you wanted good athletes and good defenders in, in certain scenarios. Right. And the moment is the problem is if you go back, if you revert back to, I want guys that can play and, and do all that. They put it bad turnovers in bad spots. I don't care how good a, you could be a world-class defender. You give bad turnovers. You are going to get scored on no matter how good you are in transition. Especially how fast internationally, you are. especially yeah. internationally. I mean, yeah, we're, we're not having Alaba come out of nowhere and, and be our center back, all right? This is not a team where we can just sit on the ball and dictate the tempo from our center backs. It's not happening. It is not happening. That's it's, it's just I, I, not. It's not, po- it's not yeah, even possible. Yeah. It's, it, it, felt, it felt, honestly, Charlie, and I, I want to get your thought. It, it felt men versus boys today. Do, do you agree with that? Men versus boys. It felt like a very experienced team with a bunch of players that have played in multiple World Cups versus a team that hasn't been there before but kind of thinks they got it all figured out. I, I don't know. Uh, and that's not just the players. That's also on Greg, who who might come in with a little bit of that attitude as well. Agree or disagree? Uh, I mean, men versus boys. That's what it felt like. We had we didn't get any shots on goal, dude. I, I I don't think it was the men versus boys. I think it was just the tactics and the quality were so poor. That's okay. just what it comes down to. The the ideas and the creativity, but it just was, felt naive. Was, it, it, was it was naive. Negative. It wasn't even it wasn't even positive. It it was maybe naive that we thought we could play a certain way against Japan. Because Japan just said, oh, you, you thought we played a certain way? Oh, we're going to flip the script on you real quick. We're going to line up in this attacking type of press, maybe in the middle third. We're going to engage you. We're going to allow you to say, come, you guys think you, you have quality on the ball? We're, we'll show you don't because we don't. We mm-hmm. get the ball, and then we think. We're mm-hmm. not there, – there isn't any Xavi's or Iniesta's out there who, have, who are four steps ahead. We don't have that. You play to a ball, then we think, okay, who are we going to pass to? By that time, it's too late. Mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. when you're getting jumped by two, three, and the passing lanes aren't there. So you right. have to lump it forward. Now, who's making the run for us into the channels? And by the time we do make the run, who's quick enough to get on the end of the ball? We didn't have that. That just yeah. didn't exist. I, 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 one thing that I would say about today, which is the most shocking, is that I think we've the three of us have had shockers in our career. We probably had uh, 100%. Really, we probably had shockers at the club level. Shockers at the international level where you just had an off day, but the team around you can prop you up and you stand out as like, ah, maybe a little bit of a sore thumb and whatever. This was a day where the tactics were wrong from the start. The adjustments were wrong from the start. The team we put out from the start to the players executing any sort of game plan to individual performances, take away the tactics where 
the frustration is that it felt like almost a total loss to me because there's not one person I could play to. You know, every one of our center backs had bad turnovers. Every one of our midfielders had bad turnovers. The way that we okay. pressed, the way that we broke our press. Out I look at all these things and I go just like, at no point did we just settle in. And we've but had do you, games. You, do you feel, hold on, I want to jump in there because do you feel like Greg and the coaching staff will think, well, the guys just didn't play well and they didn't execute. Our tactics were fine. Well, I was, no, actually, no. I was going to ask you, ask yourself, you this, Jimmy. I'm, I'm just self, saying you look yourself he, in the mirror and say, I got it wrong today. That's it. I got okay. it wrong today. Because, well, yeah, the players are bad. But does it? Does hey, it? The, the players are bad. We sucked. That That's right here. We've seen you, coaches you do summar, that before. You, you want to summarize the game? We sucked. That's it. But the tactics were bad. That's it. And shout out to Chris Phillips. You know, the wood panel and the Nantucket. I got, I'm trying to catch the vibes here. <laughs> Fall vibes in New England. But... Yeah, I'm telling you, we we just weren't good today. You talk about giving confidence to to a fan base, to to the group. There's more questions now than I think ever. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to, which is that this goes back to a point in qualifying where I was looking for I'm, I'm you know, and this is all visceral and in real time uh, and stream of consciousness. But I've spent the last hour looking for something. <laughs> what was the problem? What was the solution? What were the ideas? What could have been different that would have changed the whole outcome of this? And for every, every problem I challenged, I struggled to find what that solution would have been. Put Christian Pulisic. We didn't have Christian Pulisic. Put him on the – he would have been way back by that back line too. Yeah, trying to get Chris, the ball to do something we, and not be able him, to go anywhere. We've seen him in these and, games. And Chris Walk, Christopher Walken, I'm telling you, you're forced to realize it. I don't care how blind you are. In this game, you know you didn't get the tactics right. Because even if you didn't, you're still, you're still somebody's that. letting you know. You, the tactics okay, yeah, were not better, yeah. right. Sure. I wish we could go live you know. into the press conference right now and listen in to hear what's going on, you know. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Of, uh, I just want to hear what accountability, what responsibility, what the reaction is. I don't want this to be like, oh, yeah, you know, we, 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 we set a, a set of – because what it looked like is that we set a test for the players, and the players failed that test. And that game, and I said this, Charlie, before you came on, felt like a World Cup game for Japan. Japan yes, approached that like yes, there was points on the line, like when they were playing Australia to get into the World Cup. That's what it felt like for them. The urgency, the, la the, the commitment, the, 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 the willingness to do ugly things to get them in positions to win the game. Like they were going to say, well, Japan could play more beautifully if they wanted. Japan could try things. But they were like, no, we're honing in on things based on the opponent that we're playing against that's going to simulate who we have to play in the World Cup. This is a big day for us. And for the U.S., like Jimmy said, it felt like we were uh, uh, tinkering. We're still looking for certain answers that feels a little bit late to. And now you come out of that game going, man, I got a lot more more, more questions than I have answers than I did 90 minutes ago. Okay. I, first and foremost, I see James Benj. He's part of the CBS Sports oh, family. Benji. He's English. Listen, he's in here trolling us. He's saying oh, on behalf God. of Wales and England, this is delicious, guys. Thank you so much. You know what, Benj? You can just leave the stream. You can just take off. We don't want to see. We stop trolling he's us. He's happy as hell. So isn't. I'll tell you right now. Iran is like, let's go. <laughs> we. You know, I'm, I'm Iran sorry and that Wales. I, I, it's not so much England. Iran uh, and Wales are are like, hell yeah. This is our blueprint. Watch this. This is the game to watch. Force these players. This is their oh, A team. Force dude, these players into these if, situations. If I had watched the last 15 games of the national team, I'd be like, you know what. If you're Iran, if you're Wales, who are very good on the counter, sit deep. Let them have possession. They can't break down the low block. We'll counterattack. We'll smash and grab them. We'll get out of here. We couldn't break down the mid block today yeah, either. So but that's that my point. If I, if that would, that's what I would have thought. Is like sit deep. If you're Iran, good counterattacking team, organized team. If you're Wales, you got some pace on the counter. 
be able to counter. We saw that with 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 Belgium, even though even though they lost. But now I'm like, oh, give those center backs the ball. Let's press them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah, gonna go on, who's gonna run in behind us? So we got two options, you know. We're gonna do that. And if they break the block, sit in the low block, they can't break that down either. I'd be like, man. We are in a good spot right yeah. now. I, I, I don't know and, what James James Bench is smoking anyway. England just lost to Hungary in their last game, 4-0. And uh and Bel and and Wales just lost yesterday to Belgium. So it's not like it's a Belgium all rainbows Belgium. and puppies. Yeah, I know yeah. it's Belgium. Yeah. But okay, let's talk about individual players then before we uh, put a button or a nice little bow on on this today in our raw emotion after what we just saw. I know oh, Matt Turner for me up. seems like Matt Turner seems like he's claimed the number one spot. Excellent it, shot stopper. Oh, um, it's his. It's his. It's I, his. I don't know what Zach Steffen could do at this point, to, especially since he's not in camp, so he's not going to get the 90 against Saudi Arabia. I hope that Matt Turner continues to get the 90 just to solidify that spot and get his reps in front of or behind the guys. I think Walker Zimmerman's still going to be in there, of course, and I think he should be. I'm curious to see who partners with him against Saudi Arabia. I think I think Mark should... McKenzie is going to start that one. It, it, I, I think Eric Palmer is going to get 45 minutes, but I, I don't would know be which. Shocked if Mark McKenzie doesn't start this next game because at the end of the day, it's between Mark McKenzie and Eric Palmer Brown in this camp, who was who was center back three. I think it was telling that McKenzie got got the halftime yeah, substitution agreed. and. Agreed. He did really well outside of that one mistake where he tried to dribble pass out of a, a situation where yeah, you, on the sideline, the, the sideline, you should not yeah. be doing that just outside of that parking lot. Yeah. Very solid game. And, and one that I would say he was the better out of the, the three center backs between long and Zimmerman. So Charlie, I, I made, I made the point before when, before you came on that the thing that I liked about um, McKenzie is that his first touch initiate was always forward, right? He spent most of the time playing with his left foot, which is natural to be able to break an organized press because you're not spinning the ball in and out. You're you're not hesitating. You know you you have you have the the you see the game the, the right way when it's on your left foot and you're on the left side. But part two was that he was taking that first touch forward to initiate every time uh, Japan, which initiated our movement, which meant that there was the pa people had to make options as opposed to first half we just. Play square ball, stop the ball. Play square ball, stop the ball. And if you're Japan, you're just going, okay, once they take that second touch, this is easy to see every time. But when you initiate that pressure, somebody has to come out, the gap's getting closer, your team's able to move and make the game more predictable. And I thought that was just a small, bright note uh, in terms of, you know, knowing that I yeah, played a little thing. back for a part of my yeah, career. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, a, it's a little thing. All right, let's talk about Sammy Vines. Uh, I thought he did yeah. a little bit better in the second half when he could get forward, had a little space to run into. I thought we made some adjustments to kind of set him free, not only for playing a back three, but also Giorena not being in there. Aronson's on that side. We know Aronson's going to definitely look to go central. Not that Gio doesn't, but I thought Gio was a little bit wider in the first half, which maybe limited Sammy. But we also weren't connecting passes, so it wasn't like we were going to really ever spring him. He looked a little nervous, but do you give him that Saudi Arabia game? Do you go with a scally? Do you put Dest on that side and somebody else on the other side? I mean, I, I, I really don't know. And obviously, again, we're going to have a special preview for the Saudi Arabia game. This is kind of just our initial thoughts. Uh, uh, any thoughts? Uh, resident number or left back, Keith Pierce, who do, you, who do you, what do you think about Sammy Vines? And do you think he should get the next game? Uh, I think he looked nervous. And I think that was indicative of a few of his touches on the left-hand side that went out yep. for throwing a few wild touches. There's just not that settling. Now, don't get me wrong. I saw a couple of those passes. He got jammed a few yeah. times. And yeah. that's always a sign to me that things are going to be ugly when the quality of the final pass is just get this off my foot and yeah, not desperation. set up my team. Hot potato, right? baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have it. And you have it. No, I, I don't know. Well, grenade, yeah, you yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. And, and I, that, it's always an indicator of things not going well when you get the jammed shin height 
bouncing ball, top spin of just like, I need to get this off my foot because it's no longer my problem versus like, hey, I'm going to feed you a good ball to set you up. And that was happening a lot in this Walk game. Walker did that in the first half, and Serginio Dest played the most amazing first-time ball into McKinney, who that's when like, uh, De La Torre Yeah, that's got, when De La Torre like, got through. Yeah, yeah, I, thought yeah. He put, I thought he put Dest into the worst spot. He did. But that's and the Dest quality like, of these players that can think faster in our national team. We're seeing that now, right? We saw a few oof. glimpses of that, of like one, two touch, in and out. Get out of space. But Sam Vines, touch, I was like, God damn, from Dest. Game was, was much easier in the second half when he was playing in a in sort of a hybrid, uh, you know. Yeah, wing back. Wing back situ- uh, position. But just not enough impact for me, you know. Um, not enough overall impact. The first half is what mattered. I think he wasn't put in a position to succeed necessarily in terms of where Gio Reyna was spending his time. The fact that he had Aaron Long next to him. And where do I find ability to go forward? But even defensively, just a little bit with John and one-on-ones and things like that. Just not a good, not a sold performance at all. I would say give him another run because, uh, again, he's a natural left back and mm-hmm. and, and we'll see. But okay, I, so I, I, I think it was a poor performance from We got from 90 Samuel. minutes. You know, I mean, this is, I, I, I hate that we're still testing and trying people out to see if they're going to make the squad or not uh, at this point in this juncture of, of the whole process, this whole World, World Cup cycle. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's worth even trying Scally. We've seen him at left back against Uruguay. Wasn't great. Uh, do you give him another chance there? Do you put? I don't know. It's interesting. I, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing Sammy Vines for another 45 and then maybe making a switch at halftime. Uh, uh, I want to talk about Tyler Adams a little bit, and I'll go first, and then, Charlie, I'll throw it to you. I, I fear that we saw some some moments where he's really, really high up the field, and there were times where Japan yep. played through that, much. And, and he needs to sit a little bit more. This isn't – it's not his club team. Uh, he's amazing at, at covering that ground and, and reading the game, and we all know that, and that's what we love about him but the discipline has to be a little bit more thought out because the rest of the guys aren't on his wavelength, I think at times. And, and that's what makes the club scene different than the national team scene is you have to pick your spots. I'd say in, in when you take those risks. And I thought that we got punished for it a couple of times when he did and was out of position because he's trying to make something happen. And when you're frustrated and your game's not going your way, you're trying even harder to make something happen. Now, another thing that gave me some pause was that we saw a few times in the second half, it's kind of jumping out at me where Tyler Adams was trying to run through a couple players with the ball in the middle of midfield. Now he did it successfully a couple of times, but he's not the player that I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that he can't do it, but we need to find the McKinney's and De La Torres and the Moose's. Those are the guys that we need to get in those spots. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not him either, but, but, but if that's happening, it just kind of goes to show you. And for me, how organized, Japan was in terms of who they wanted to allow to have the ball on our team. And that makes me a little nervous. Anyway, so what are your thoughts on Tyler Adams in the midfield overall? Essentially? I, I, I think he was doing too much. Mm-hmm. He was, he was overcommitting. He was out of position. Uh, Tyler Adams is at his best when he is just protecting the back four. He's a six. Don't, don't try and make the game. Just read the game, break up plays, get it off your foot. That's when Tyler Adams is his mm-hmm. best. Don't mm-hmm. rely on him to be Sergio Busquets all of a sudden. Just allow him to just be the Makaleli. I always go back to Claude Makaleli. That's that's what we need. Just be that protector, the enforcer. Put out fires before they happen. Great. Right. That's, okay. Okay. Hold that's on. When he's wait, wait, I'm, I'm hitting pause right there for you because what happens when a team gives these players, our center backs, and a Tyler Adams the ball, and they cut off everything else? What do you expect Tyler to do in that situation? Because he is going to try to make the game, just like any of us would try to make the game if we were the ones getting time on the ball so so what what do you do what do you what do you advise him to do if that's the situation because that's what japan did in a lot of situations well it's it's pretty simple i mean you you have two options really 
it's out wide and then that ball is forward into the mm-hmm, channel mm-hmm. or it's playing a ball to to your nine who's checking for the ball in a lot of cases, depending where you are in the field. But it's either a nine checking, you're playing to the nine, or the nine's checking, that center back comes with them, and it's a, a run from the winger in behind that vacated space. It's it's really, that's that's it. And you keep it simple. You got three options always, bop, 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 and you already know where those players are. And that's where we should be at this phase of, of, of the, the campaign, just before the World Cup. Those ideas should already be imprinted. Those runs should be already there. It, it, it shouldn't be a question. But we're questioning where players are and where runs are. That shouldn't be happening at this stage. And that's why I'm so frustrated because I'm watching and I'm like, damn, is this really where we are? Yeah, yeah. And I think I think it's interesting that you bring up that we're trying to do too much. I think Weston was trying to do too much too. And that makes me concerned that if you are watching the U.S. play, that once they get frustrated, they try to start doing more things on their own and start losing, doing the simple things because mm-hmm. they're all trying to make something happen. And again, I think that speaks to our youth, which which can work for and against us. So Heath, talk to me a little bit more about uh, Luca De La Torre because I'm curious about your thoughts. Would you start him against Saudi Arabia? Did you see no, enough? Do you no. know what you're going to get? No. Um, obviously, there's no. there's there's moments where he's all right, but yeah, but if, he doesn't if he, was, he doesn't if he was give playing me enough, every week. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He he's. Uh, I think that's a great shout. One that he's not playing every week. Uh, and I know we're going to get criticized for you know plenty of people, including Serginho Dest, on that conversation. But he doesn't give enough for me defensively, and he doesn't give enough for me offensively. He connects the lines well. Now, for playing against an opponent, that's going to make that very very difficult. Yunus Musa is the only one that we can do that at, yeah, at that right. level that can connect those lines like that on the dribble. I thought that early first run from De La Torre was good, but his speed of his game was not the speed of Weston McKinney or Tyler Adams in terms of the ability to play one touch in and out of spaces and and think quickly, right? Uh, And even that was only a a few glimpses that we saw. I would rather have another defensive player or an an attacking player and not the two-way player in that position with with, with Luca De La Torre there. I don't think... Um, well, we brought on Tillman. We brought on Cardoso. I, I've yeah, always, and he didn't yeah, impress yeah, I mean, there both, at all. Both no, of them, I mean, both of them. How could he at that? I, I would have. Yeah, I would have liked to see Joe Reyna in that spot, to be yeah. honest. But someone I, who's I, good on the ball. I'd like to see somebody good on the ball there that has an energy that's either again. Uh, I don't think Luca De La Torre is great defensively, and I think he missed out on the press. And you could see him and Tyler Adams at times talking yeah. about the gaps that they were finding. And I don't yeah. think we, with three man midfield, we should not have gaps in our press. We should know when what the triggers are. Either you pull your 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 front three back, or you push everybody forward. But they were Japan was having fun with us in our mm-hmm. press because they almost always broke it. And that's not and that's just a lack of organization. And again, guys doing too, doing too much. They arrive late. One two passes out the other side. Now we've all got to run forty yards, and they're on the counterattack, and we're on the back foot. And I think uh, Luca De La Torre is not the only one to blame for that because that was no. that's Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney. Um, well, I saw Gio Reyna one time team. go high press. He made a decision on his own to press. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Japan's like, thank you very much. Spray the ball that's, out wide. That's the youth. Like, that's the youth, right? Guys are God trying to be guys are trying to be impactful. And what Japan decided is that we don't need individual impact. We need collective impact. And we're just going to do everything we do together, win or lose. We're yeah. going to make it difficult. Play that's, always been their, that's their DNA, yeah. though. Man. Yeah. That's yeah. how they've always played. Yeah. But you could see desperation. We see it all the time with guys. You turn a ball over and you immediately chase it and press it. But Japan knew exactly when, okay, we get back to collective again and we play straight to the same thing that we know is working over and over and over again. And as the U.S. started to break it, Japan started to adjust a little bit and figure out, okay, they've broken it in the start of the second half. They've lumped the ball long a couple times. How do we make those adjustments? And so for me, to go back to your question about Luca De La Torre, I just think that it's ta- we need somebody 
who's going to have either more defensive impact in the way that we press, which leads to attacks, right? And when we press right and we press in the right spots, which would have been a those kick off our attacks. Or we need an attacking player that that's that's better at at being more impactful in that spot going forward, and that could be a Giorena, it could be a Brendan Aronson in the ten spot, it could be whoever. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what decisions Greg makes for that Saudi Arabia game, and and again, we're gonna have our preview on Monday for you guys. That'll be uh, live here on the YouTube's at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, or you can listen to it anytime on In Soccer We Trust on any podcast platform of your choice. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Charlie Chuck Wagons and. Jack Wagons. I give you the plural there, Charlie, and uh, Hollywood Heath Pierce. So, so okay, we've talked about most of the team. Let's go to the front three. Brendan Aronson, maybe not as impactful and influential, but there is something about his game that I think we all appreciate, and we know that Greg definitely appreciates that. Even if he doesn't have a chance on the ball, he's still a pest in some ways. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Sargent – I, I, I kind of want to see Sargent start from the beginning against Saudi Arabia when, when Saudi Arabia is fresh, when we yeah. have a game plan going into that. I'd like to see him at the nine. I wish Timo Weah was healthy. It would be nice to kind of see him on the other side. We we brought in Jordan Morris, much to the chagrin, I'm sure, of all the MLS haters out there. Um, (laughs) And he, and he, he didn't really do one one thing or another for me. Um, he didn't hurt us. I don't. He didn't help us either. But that pretty much goes for he everybody. He did. He did have one or two moments when he first came on where he was trying to run at people inside to break that first sort of press instead of just mm-hmm. playing negatively. Yeah. That I thought like forced at least Japan to shift over a little bit more and and go. Okay, this guy might be able to run past. Now, after that, it was indifferent to me. But there was this like a different feeling. Like you talk. I don't know if it was you, Charlie. Charlie, it was. I think it was you that had mentioned earlier on about. Like, how many times did we get in these one-on-one positions and do yes. something with it? And I saw Jordan Morris willing to do that in the first couple of minutes. And I was like, okay, you could see Japan react to that. Um, but but then so, nothing came. So here's my issue, though, Heath. We talked about this before, but I'll circle back. We actually, I thought we started both halves pretty brightly. Like, our energy was good. We're on the front foot. We're trying to, you know, be proactive and make five the game. Minutes. Yeah, okay. First yeah. five minutes. And then Japan's like, so what Charlie said before, all right, we got you figured out. You know, mm-hmm. we know what you're going to do now. Oh, we, we recognize your adjustments. And that collective understanding from Japan is something I wish we had as a group. That, that okay, this is what they're doing. We're going to now take that away and see if they can solve it. And we're just not good at doing that right now, or at least it didn't show against Japan. So, so your thoughts on the yeah. front three, Charlie? Uh, I'll start with Aronson. I, I thought really tough game for him to find the game because mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we couldn't find the game. So... You know, it's really harsh to, to judge Jesus Ferrer on this performance, but I will go back to that one uh, opportunity that Sergio Des gave him a layup and, and he botched. So those are the moments where you 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 got to stand out, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. So that was his moment. I think Sargent, when he came in, there were some good movements. He got on the he touched the ball a lot more than Jesus Ferrer did, mm-hmm. but I'll go back to he's not a dribbler. So when he was running at the back line and gave yeah, the ball yeah. away on the dribble, yeah, can't dribble. Right, yeah. <laughs> dribble for nothing. He, he's um, he's yeah. a get it play and he's a get it play it and move guy. Yeah. Get it play it One, move. Get two it, touch play it, max. Move. Two yeah. touch max off his feet. Yeah. Uh, and then looking at Gio Reyna <laughs> in the form of his life, I can't dribble for nothing. I guess that kind of works for a lot of our players, right? Yeah. Um, Reyna coming inside. There was that one moment where he's able to dribble five players and he's confident on the ball. Yeah, that's why I would have liked to see him centrally because maybe we might have to have on him the there. dribble. He opens up because you're forcing defenders to commit. So now we have somebody who's creating space for other people on the dribble, and then he can play those those zinging balls that we see we've seen him play uh, Erling Haaland in, in his Dortmund days last year. So for me, uh, again, we just weren't threatening. That's the word that comes to me. We weren't threatening. It was so easy for Japan, and that should not be the case 
How many times did we test their keeper? Well, yeah, I, I guess one of the things that we talk about, we use, at least I use this word a lot is suffer. I saw us suffer. You could see we were suffering. You could visibly see that we were nervous and suffering at some but point. But it's in self-inflicted suffering. That's true, and that that is actually a step up for us. Uh, in some, <laughs> yeah. we've, we've evolved because I think in some point, maybe when back when, well, when I was playing, the other team was just better, and you were suffering because they were just better. We're gonna run into opponents like that too. England, on paper at least, should should theoretically make us suffer because they're better. But but we were yeah self-inflicting and, and creating our own I- issues. I just don't think we made Japan suffer. And I think that's where we're a little bit frustrated where, where, okay, maybe a, a couple moments here that the, you know, Jesus Ferrer could have scored there, but it wasn't like this consistent threatening pressure where no. they were under it. Like, remember we played against Morocco. We had Morocco suffering. They looked like they were suffering, but in Japan, this Japan game, I didn't see it as much. And so obviously that's gotta be a, a point of concern for the coaching staff. It didn't feel like a friendly. It did not feel it like didn't. a friendly to me. And that's the difference is like whether it was how we played against Uruguay or, or Morocco, those felt like friendlies. Those felt like each, each coach came out with their idea of how they want to get out of the game and players they want to play and test and tinker and sort of see how your teams react in different environments. And this felt like a real game. From start to finish, it felt like a real game. The intensity, the speed of play, the, 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 the game plan of there being a consequence. It felt like uh, um, Japan played this as if there was a, a consequence uh, on the line. And, and I think the U.S. was still in, in sort of this tinkering uh, friendly mode. And, and you could see the giant gap between, between the two of them in terms of, you know, if, if this was today, if, this was, if the first World Cup game was in four days, I'd be, I'd be really worried in terms of, again, more not having enough answers to know how is, how is it that we are going to go into a World Cup three games and approach every team the way that you have to to get uh, a point or three points in those games versus thinking that we can come out and, and play and, just, and, 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 and we have the quality to win all those games by just playing. No. Yeah, these are all good thoughts, and obviously our emotion is still pretty raw, <laughs> as is everybody else. Uh, Blake in the comments, if you're just listening, says, is it too early to start drinking? Uh, even though we have 58 days until the World Cup starts. I don't know. I think I think you can get after it, Blake. Go ahead and we give you permission to, to get after it. All right, final thoughts before we let everybody go. And, and as a reminder, uh, we have a preview for the Saudi Arabia game happening on Monday. And then obviously we'll have another recap after Tuesday's game. And hopefully it goes better than this one. Or at least we have smiles on our faces and not just this consternation. Keith, I'll come to you first. Final thoughts about uh, what you saw today, how you're feeling. Maybe you want to look forward and be positive with some rainbows and puppy dogs. I don't know what you want to do. I just want to know if Charlie could change his name. Um, and thank you, Tyler, for saying nice hat, Heath. That really brightened my morning. Um, <laughs> so, so is, so is, so is the beer I'm drinking at uh, 8:32 in the morning. No, they're all bringing, they're all bringing me joy. But Charlie, uh, if you could, if you could, if you see Jimmy says, "Well, that sucked," as his uh, title bar, mine is all sales final, no refunds. I mean, what would you say uh, if, if, because uh, Des could, I mean, uh, Alex, our producer, can put it in right now to wrap up the show. What was your, what was your say? That's my final, my final thought. Yeah, Charlie, no pressure, no pressure at all. Scott, that might be what it says. Huh? No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> hey, just have Charlie, fun, no guys. No pressure, hey, babies. Just, hey, just go out there and have fun, guys. Just have some fun. Uh, yeah. It's no big deal. <laughs> no pressure. Well, while you're thinking about that, Charlie, give us your final thoughts that I think you were preparing for. What, uh, what yeah, I was. Uh, 54 times we lost possession of defensive <laughs> half in the first uh, defensive half in the first half. Um, <laughs> no sums, Is that a lot? Sum, sum, sums up. Uh, sums up kind of the day that we had it, it was a day to forget but a day 
to also say, shit's got to change now. <laughs> shit's got to change now. I mean, what, what we, how we play against Saudi Arabia has got to be completely night and day, drastic change. And I, I get there are some injuries here and, and key injuries. I mean, Pulisic, Musa. Uh, yeah, but, the, Weya, but the, his point, that could happen. Yeah, you got to adjust. Time. You got to adjust. So, so the tactics have to change. And then just the, the the tempo and the ideas have to change. So I'm I'm praying on Tuesday we see a different team. I mean, I, I really hope that this moves forward. Because right now I'm I, it's gonna be you're a nervous. Long, you're it's nervous. Gonna a, you're, it's gonna be a long nervous. three days to be honest. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave the show on Charlie's rant. So thank you everybody for listening and watching in soccer we trust. On behalf of producer Des, producer Alex, and Charlie Chuckwagon Davies, Hollywood Heat Fierce, I'm Jimmy Trashcan, Conradinho Conrad saying thank you again for watching and listening. Thank you for all the likes and subscribes for being a part of this community. And we will see you on Monday for our Saudi Arabia preview. See you then. Don't miss it. Later. Hello, everyone. It's Mike Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.